The officials are ready. The fighters are in the ring, and they are ready. So for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Pero solamente quiero decirle que muchas gracias a todos. De corazón, muchas gracias. Gracias a todos. Viva México, cabrones! Man, you fight with nobody. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here because I'm, I'm gonna fuck you out right now, motherfucker. You are a horrible fighter, man. Horrible fighter. Payday, payday. You want payday. I know that. Man, in some point, I need to say something, right? HBO needs to fire you. You don't know shit about boxing. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. You're a bit delusional, brother. I believed in myself, I backed myself, and I said it time after time. And look at me now, I got all the jewels. I'm not the king. You got your four kings. I'm the emperor because I come to every other country and I take them out. It was my night and it's going to be my life for a very long time. Look at me. Greatest. I'm the greatest fighter in Australian history. This is the moment you truly all been waiting for. It's time! What's up, Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're tuning in. Thank you and welcome to Outside the Corner, the Fighting Podcast. I'm Brian Murillo, your host, and holy hell, let me talk about it. I know, I know what you're thinking. That was an uppercut from hell. It sure was. It was one of the nah, not, not, one, not one of the worst uppercuts I've seen, but it was for sure one of them ones that you see it and that's it. I knew right away he got hit and boom, that was done. I like I have a lot to say about it, but I don't have a lot to say about it. The uppercut did all the talking for me. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. That that uppercut was beautiful. I can't I can't say anything else about it besides the fact that it was just it was beautiful. And that's it. That's that's all she wrote. It was beautiful. And if you have not seen it. You must have been sleeping under a rock or something, because, goddamn, that thing is all over the place. It's everywhere, all over Twitter. Well, it was, like, on Sunday. It was all over Twitter, all over Facebook. I'd seen it all over YouTube. That uppercut, that uppercut was something else. The only people that have not seen that uppercut yet are probably Patrick Starr and uh, Dillian White, because he... <laughs> He did not see that boy coming at all. He did not see that punch coming. But for today's episode, what I got for you, obviously, we're going to talk about that fight. We're going to talk about the uppercut. We're going to be talking about Tyson Fury and what he's going to be doing next. Maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll be talking about the other Tyson that fought this weekend, uh, Mike Tyson, if you haven't heard about it. oh. If you haven't heard about it yet, I'm going to give you all the chisme on that. All the little tea that we can get up on that. And uh, I'll definitely be talking about uh, the controversy that happened after the Tyson Fury and Dillian White fight. Because you know there is. There's always some kind of controversy. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. And we're also going to be talking about the great debate of the heavyweights. Because that's 
a topic that's being thrown around right now, too. That's one of those things where is he an all-time great? Is he up there with the top guys? Is he, like, top 15? I don't know. We'll see. I have my own little controversy on that, too. So we'll definitely be talking about that. I'll be giving you a little list of what I think and who I think should be up there. And that's just me personally. You can agree with it. You can disagree with it, whatever you want. If you want to debate uh, debate me on it, that's fine. I have no problem with that. We can definitely debate a bit. Uh, oh, damn, I can't talk. You can definitely debate about it on Twitter. You can message me. You can email me. If you got my number, you can call me. You can hit me up on Zoom if you want to do something like that and get put on the podcast. We can definitely do that. Um, but th- those are just a few things we're going to talk about today. And we're also going to be talking about the fights that are going to happen next, uh, not next week, this weekend. And obviously the fight uh, next weekend is uh, the main guy that everyone loves and everyone loves to hate, Canelo Alvarez. God, I just love saying his name because it gets so many people like either hyped up or bothered. It, it's such a fun thing to do. But that's going to be today's episode. We're going to be talking a lot about a, a, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, let's go. First thing, the well, the first thing I want to talk about today is definitely going to be uh, with Mike Tyson. If you haven't heard about it yet, Mike Tyson had an altercation on an airplane uh, where he punched the guy several times before exiting the airplane. Sources have said that the guy that Mike Tyson punched was uh, intoxicated. I don't know if he was very intoxicated or just a little intoxicated. Uh, Doesn't matter. This dude was drunk. Uh, And many people are saying that he would not leave Mike Tyson alone, which I get it. Like, if you're a fan, that's cool. I understand, you know, but don't don't be dumb about it. Like, don't don't be bothering this dude. It's it's Mike Tyson. Why are you going to try to bother Mike Tyson? Like, I get it. Get a handshake, get a picture, which he did. He even got a picture with these guys before the guy started uh, bothering him. So I don't know why he would just continue to bother him. It, it's kind of stupid, but that that's what happened. The guy was bothering Mike Tyson, and some sources say that right before Mike Tyson hit him, the guy either dumped a water bottle or threw a water bottle at him, which is what resulted in uh, Mike Tyson smacking him up. And I mean, I get it. <laughs> I I understand completely. There, you know, there's a few things I got to say about it. First of all, where were the flight attendants? Like, your job is to make sure that these people aren't acting out like that. Make sure people are not bothering other people in such a way that gets other people involved. Like, everyone around you noticed what was going on. Like, were they just not caring because it was Mike Tyson? And they were like, ah, he'll take care of it, which he did, apparently. Is that just something that they were like, nah, they'll figure that out later. I'm not going to worry about it. Like, that is your job, for one. Two, how did no one else on the plane ever try to stop that guy? 
like obviously there was people recording because we got videos of what happened before what happened during and the guy's face after like why did no one try to stop that guy from being dumb especially his friends his friends were sitting there recording like at some point you got to be like dude shut the hell up you're bothering this dude quit you're gonna get smacked and that happened he got smacked and then props to mike tyson for staying as calm as he did until the end like I, there's a lot of people that probably after 30 minutes of that, they would have snapped. They would have already gotten pissed. They would have told the flight attendant something. They would have tried to move. They would have got up and shouted at this person. Like, there, many, many people would be annoyed, and they would have said something way before Mike Tyson did. When are we going to learn as a society that we can't just sit there and bother athletes. We can't belittle them. We can I mean, we obviously there's trash talk. It's going to happen. But to an extent, like, athletes are people too. We, we have to understand that they, they have bad days. They get emotional. They get bothered by things too. And then there's the people that are like, oh, but they get paid millions of dollars to put up with this stuff. No, they, that's what they do. They get paid lots of money and they cry in their mansion. Dude, it don't matter. Just because they're rich and famous and because they're pro athletes or something doesn't give you the right or the permission to be an asshole to them. It really doesn't. Like, what, what gives you the right just because they're rich and famous to be a dick? Like, do you not think that they're not going to retaliate? Or is that what you're going after? You're like, oh, maybe I can get a, a little bit of shmoney off the side of this. Nah, do you like we as a society, we've got to stop doing that. We've really got to stop acting like they can't do anything to us just because they're famous, because it's going to be all over the news. Just like this, like Mike Tyson, at some point, you're going to get punched. You're going to get hurt. They're going to show you exactly what kind of people they are. And they're people who get bothered. That, that's just something that happens. Like, and then there's many people that say, oh, it's just part of the sport. That's part of the game. No, it's not. You, there's no reason for a fan to be out there just talking shit to a pro athlete. I mean, for one, you're not the pro athlete. They are. They're the ones doing their job. They're the ones making all the money, and they're there to entertain you. And then secondly, why would you waste your money? Like, especially if you're at a sporting event. Why would you sit there and waste your money just to sit there and talk shit to someone because they're famous while they're playing? Like, to me, it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's just me. I don't know. Some people have a whole different opinion, but that's just me. I think Mike Tyson did right by hitting this guy. And it kind of put a lot of people on notice, like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't uh, maybe I shouldn't be stupid. I shouldn't sit here and talk shit to people like that. I should definitely watch my words towards these athletes who obviously are going to stop caring about what the media says, and they're going to start acting on what people say, which I don't know. We'll see if that does happen. But I, I think Mike Tyson was in the right here. 100%. I don't think this guy should have been bothering him. Even if he was drunk, like I said, his friend should have stepped in. 
the flight attendant should have stepped in. Someone somewhere should have stepped in before Mike Tyson decided to punch this guy. And Mike Tyson said it best in uh, 2020. He said, uh, I quote, he said, social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Like I said, I agree. I agree 100%. There's no reason for people to be bothering athletes like that. Absolutely no reason. I mean, and what do you get out of it besides like being some kind of asset to someone? Like, what do you, you get a little ego boost? Like, oh man, you should have heard me. I was talking mad shit to Mike Tyson. Yeah, and then you got punched in the face. Like, I don't, I don't get what you're, what you're trying to do there. I don't, I don't understand. But, you know, that's just a whole little rant. I don't like the way people are trying to blame Mike Tyson for this. They said he should have kept restraint. He shouldn't have punched him. Nah, man. 100% Mike Tyson, you go. You go on, baby boo-boo. You do you. Like, nah, he, this dude deserved to get punched. That's what he gets. And I feel like we should start seeing more of that, especially if people are being assholes towards athletes like that. Get them a little slap, kind of, kind of like, not with Will Smith and Chris Rock, but I don't know if you guys have ever seen that video where there was a reporter who tried to kiss Will Smith and Will Smith just slapped him too. Like, you know, there's there's certain things you don't do, and that just sitting there talking shit to Mike Tyson is one thing you don't do. So, enough of that rant. I was just a little upset about it, how they were trying to drag Mike Tyson, and I just had to get that off my chest. So, Mike Tyson, you do you. Punch another dude in the face if you have to. Uh, let's get it. Now, on to the next Tyson fight, and that's Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. Man, and what did I tell y'all? I told y'all last week that Dillian White had absolutely nothing for Fury. He he wasn't going to be able to hit him. Only thing he had was a puncher's chance, and that was it. And I called it last week, too. I called it in the sixth round. I said it's going to end in the sixth round. And two minutes and 59 seconds in the sixth round, that beautiful uppercut came out and ended the fight. And that's what I was saying. Uh, White came out in a southpaw stance, which was really weird because he never does that. And, I mean, he tried something new, and obviously it didn't work either. But Tyson's Fury, just, he's just that good, man. That, and I've been saying that for a while. Because I thought Deontay Wilder was going to be the one to knock out Tyson Fury. Especially when he dropped him twice. I was like, man, that's over. This dude, in the second fight, he's getting he's getting laid out. There's no chance. But Tyson Fury has proven himself. I believe he's proven himself to many people. And he's just been, the last few fights, he's been, I think his, his last three fights, he's gotten knockouts. So he's just been dominant, very dominant. Unlike uh, Dillian White, who had a very lackluster performance against him. And I was saying before, I really think Dillian White was just, he was too hyped up. I don't think he was, he's been ready for a big fight like this. I don't necessarily see him beating many of the top 10 heavyweights right now either. That something about 
Dillian White and uppercuts is, uh, I don't know if he just doesn't see him coming, if he doesn't really protect himself during that and doesn't think about the uppercuts or what, but his last three knockouts have all been by uppercut. So that tells me something, and that'll definitely tell anyone else who boxes him, hey, I'm throwing uppercuts all damn night. If this dude can't take the uppercuts like that, I'm throwing uppercuts left and right. This dude is not getting away from me. So, like I said, it it was a very non-entertaining fight because Tyson Fury was doing what he wanted. He was jabbing, using that jab beautifully. The one-two was there. He had White had nothing on him. Uh, White tried using some of the dirty tactics. He was holding. He even threw a couple elbows in there. I don't know if y'all saw that, but the elbows were trying to be used. And the headbutt, I believe, came from when they were, uh, when Dillian White was trying to be in a southpaw and Tyson Fury came in and they just kind of clashed heads. But I I told y'all from last week, man, I didn't see anything other than what I saw. Anything, nothing told me that Dillian White was going to win this fight. It was only a puncher's chance, and that's all it was. And like I said, man, that uppercut. Pavekin did the same thing to him. I think it was about two years ago. Pavekin had, he was losing that fight. He got knocked down twice. And I think it was probably even like in the sixth or seventh round that Pavekin threw an uppercut and it just knocked tight, or, uh, Dillian White out. <clears throat> like I said, something about Dillian White and these uppercuts, man. It's not, it's not working for him, and he needs to definitely look into that. If he's going to continue, which he says he is, because the controversy is that he believes he was pushed by Tyson Fury right after he got hit. And that push is what made him fall and hit his head on the canvas. And that's what knocked him out. Which, in a way, kind of makes sense if you overlook the fact that he was already knocked out. When he got punched, that uppercut is what did it. Because if you watch the video again, he took that uppercut and his legs stiffened up and he was already falling back by the time he, uh, by the time he hit, or by the time Fury pushed him. He got hit and boom, he was down. People are going to definitely go with Dillian White on this because for some reason they really love him as a fighter. And no offense, but it's a bunch of British fans that are saying he's the he's the next guy that's going to be world heavyweight champ for like 30 years or something uh which obviously is not true because he already got knocked out by tyson fury so that's not going to happen but I don't, I don't see where the controversy is obviously there was a push but it wasn't enough for him to fall back and hit his head on the canvas it was 100 percent the punch that knocked him out he got hit, his legs stiffened up, he took a little push, and that was it. He can try to say it was illegal. He can try to say, oh, we need to run it back because that's what did it. Nah, man. There, there's nothing that would tell me a rematch would be any different. Besides the fact that he'll probably spark you out in about three or four rounds because he's going to use that uppercut like crazy because he knows your chin can't withstand him for some reason. It, there's no reason for him to even talk about a rematch. 
no reason for him to try. It, it's just not going to work. Because if the ref would have even let him beat the count and he would have just let him continue to fight, Dillian White would have been put on a T-shirt. This boy was not going to make it out of that fight, especially after that uppercut. He was not going to get into that. It, it was not going to be good. And I'm glad we didn't see that. Because that would have been one of them where you're just like, ref, why the hell did you do that? It, it wasn't going to be a very good sight. So I think leaving it where it is is the perfect spot. It's perfect for Tyson Fury because after he was talking about, oh, this is my last fight. I promised my wife I'm not going to do this anymore. And then out of nowhere, heavyweight king Francis Ngannou from the UFC jumped in and they were like, oh, well, maybe we'll do a special fight. Like, we'll have MMA gloves and we'll do one round MMA, one round boxing. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if he's really going to retire. I'd rather not see him retire because uh, we've got some pretty big things that he needs to take care of, which would be the winner of Usyk and uh, Anthony Joshua because they're about to fight their rematch after Usyk beat Joshua to get all the belts except for Tyson Fury's. So to me, why wouldn't Tyson Fury want to unify? Why wouldn't he want to be undisputed? Like that would be an amazing title. The unified, undisputed, undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. Do I see Tyson Fury beating Usyk? I don't know. I think that'd be a really good fight. I think Usyk would put up a pretty good fight just because of how much smaller he is. So he's definitely faster. And he's I, I believe he's more slick in the movements than Tyson Fury is. And I know if AJ beats Usyk, AJ's getting his ass knocked out. I, I'm not going to lie to you, I haven't been an AJ fan for quite some time. Uh, I think he's been given easy fights. I mean, look at Ruiz. Ruiz knocked him out. Everyone calls it a lucky punch. In a way, I kind of see that. But he hit him right in the temple, screwed his equilibrium up, and that was basically the end of the fight. He couldn't get back on that. The second fight, it did not happen like that. AJ stayed on the outside, and he just pop shot at uh, Andy Ruiz the whole time, and he won the fight. Usyk went in there and did exactly the same thing to AJ on their first fight. Usyk went in and popped him, popped him, and AJ was sitting there trying to throw big shots, and they, they weren't landing. Usyk was too slick. So in their rematch, I, I see Usyk winning again. But if AJ wins, I don't see AJ beating Fury. I see. AJ getting knocked out, and that's the end of that. Usyk and Fury is a whole different thing. I would love to see it, and I'm just, I'm hopeful. I'm praying that uh, Tyson Fury stays in the game just so we can see that. Uh, that brings up the big debate, too. The, is he one of the greatest? I don't say he's the greatest of all time, but they're saying maybe that's where he's going if he retires. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about it because, I mean, why would he? Like, he, he hasn't 
he hasn't necessarily done a lot to earn that title. And the way he does, but he hasn't. Or he has, but he hasn't. And I think if he beats Usyk and becomes the undisputed, unified, undefeated champion of the world, then 100% there should be talks about uh, who's the greatest of all time. Obviously, I'll I'll get to that here in a minute. I'm not going to give you all my list or anything just yet. But, you know, I think in the future, if we can see that fight between Usyk or the winner of Usyk and AJ against Fury, that would be great. It'd be one of the biggest fights that they could probably put on just because of what's at stake. And I think it would be one of the best things that boxing could do right now. I know a lot of people are already talking about, oh, yeah, Fury's ducking uh, Usyk. Fury's just scared of Usyk, or he's scared of Joshua. Nah, man, it ain't like that. He went up against Deontay Wilder three times. The biggest puncher ever, percentage-wise, in boxing. Well, in heavyweight. And you want to talk about Tyson Fury scared of him? Or scared of them too? Come on now. Don't be dumb. Let's speak logics here. We got we to gotta be logical about this. There's no way Fury's ducking Usyk. And there's no way he's ducking Anthony Joshua. There's just no way. In my opinion. I don't see why they would think that. But you know how, you know how boxing fans are. You know how these guys like to make wild accusations about everything. They be all tripping and stuff. But that's just me. That's my take on it. We'll see what Fury wants to do in the future. We'll see how he feels. I don't know if he's really serious about retirement. I don't know if he's serious about Francis Ngannou. I would probably watch it just to watch it, but I don't really want that fight to happen because I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. So that's kind of just not, you know, that that's not what boxing needs. That's not what the fight world needs. I think it's kind of stupid. But who am I to say? I'm just a, a non-boxer that is giving his point on things, giving his own opinion. And people may agree or disagree. So whatever. It is what it is. And now we are on to the all-time great heavyweight debate. Who is the greatest heavyweight of all time like dude that's that's such a loaded question like and it's so hard to answer for some people it's very easy for other people it's it's one of those where you're just like dude i have no clue who you're talking about because we have them old heads who watched all of the old time boxing they're the ones who saw all the people like lennox lewis or not even lennox lewis he's still younger the people that saw, uh, let's say, like Evander Holyfield, Joe Lewis, Joe Frazier, Larry Holmes. They saw all these guys fight. Rocky Marciano. Like, they saw all these guys fight, and that's why they are 100% with them. That, that's what's really hard about who is the best of all time. We can't necessarily know until many, many years later, and plus it's still even hard because people are going to have their debates. 
because there's some people that say George Foreman is better than Muhammad Ali, which obviously they're wrong because Muhammad Ali is the best. But you see what I mean? There's people that are going to say that. There's people that are going to say Evander Holyfield is better than George Foreman. People that are going to say Mike Tyson would be a prime Larry Holmes, a prime Rocky Marciano, a prime Joe Frazier. See, we don't know. It's a very hard topic to get into because we don't know. We can't know. But what we do know is that we can watch videos of these guys and kind of compare them to see who might be the best ones of all time. Because I have my list, and I know people are going to disagree with it, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine with me. Because I know I know my list isn't even the best either, because I'm not going to lie to you. I never saw people like Joe Lewis or Joe Frazier or Larry Holmes fight. You know, And those are the guys that people consider top five, top ten of all time. And I'm not disagreeing with them, because if we're going just off of records, it shows, you know, that they're the best people of all time. They're the best ones to ever do it. And I get that. But it's a little hard for me because I haven't seen it. You know, I haven't seen them fight. So I can't necessarily give them the top the top spot. I can off the record, but not off of what I've seen from them. But my my list, and I'm going to go off the top five, and there's not necessarily an order except for the first two. They're not in any kind of order. But the first one, obviously, is going to be Muhammad Ali. He, greatest of all time, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That boy can move. He had knockout power. He did a lot for the sport of boxing. Like, he was just something else. He was once-in-a-lifetime boxing talent, and he was a once-in-a-lifetime person. Like, he's just number one. You can debate me on it. I don't care. You're wrong. You're wrong. But I got him as number one. I got Lennox Lewis as number two. And like I said, many people are going to sit here and debate me on it. And that's fine. He's the he's the best British boxer that we've ever had. Uh, heavyweight, best heavyweight. Let me say that. Um, I I think he's number two. I don't know anyone else who would kind of disagree on that. I mean, hell, he was uh, undisputed. Like, why would he not be ranked at the top? You know, that just doesn't make sense to me. And then edging out the last three fighters, I have Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury, excuse me, Tyson Fury. And I personally think Larry Holmes should round out that top five. That's, That's me. Like I said, that's my list. People are going to disagree a lot, and I'm okay with it. I understand. That's fine. I have no problem with it. But my list is Muhammad Ali, Lennox Lewis, and then the last three in no specific order, 
Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury, and Larry Holmes. And like I said, we still got a lot of names. We could still put down uh, Vladimir Klitschko. We could put down Rocky Marciano, Joe Frazier, Evander Holyfield. I already got uh, Larry Holmes, so we don't need to add him. We got Vitaly, George Foreman. Like, dude, there's so many boxers that can be on this list. But the reason I put Tyson Fury in the top five, for one, he's still undefeated. Only reason he lost his titles was because of personal issues. He, I think it was off of a, because he got popped with the PEDs. I don't remember, honestly. But he had issues that he was dealing with. I know he had issues outside the ring, too, with, like, drugs and alcohol and shit like that. So he had his own problems. But I think for him to still be undefeated, to take time off from boxing and then come back and still go out there and dominate the way he's been dominating, it it just proves that he's one of the best to do it. And you can say I'm wrong because of his uh, his record, or not his record, but his resume. You can sit there and say, oh, but he hasn't fought anybody. He hasn't fought people like uh, Joe Lewis and like George Foreman and Muhammad Ali did. But yeah, that's not necessarily his fault either, though. But he's taken out some of the best names. Well, I don't want to say the best names. But some of the big names in the heavyweight boxing right now and when he was starting out. Like, just a couple of the names that he's got. He's got Derek Chisora twice. He beat him. He beat Vladimir Klitschko. He beat Christian Hammer. He beat Dillian White, who everyone was thinking was going to knock him out. And he beat Devontae Walder. He knocked him out twice, technically. Like, how are you going to sit here and say this dude is not ranked at least top 10? Because there's people that are saying he's not even in the top 15 heavyweights of all time. Because I'm I'm going a little crazy with it, calling him top five. But there's no way you can't put him at the top ten. There's no way. Just his size alone, I think he would beat most of the heavyweights that I have named. And the only heavyweights that I do not see him beating from all time, the only three I do not see him beating, would be Muhammad Ali. Lennox Lewis, and Mike Tyson. All three of them in their prime. But damn, they would be some badass fights, wouldn't they? Only reason he would beat Ali would be because of his size. Hell, Fury is 6'9", and he weighed in at, what, I think, like almost 280 in his fight with uh, Dillian White. Muhammad Ali was 6'3". That's a huge height advantage. So I don't know how... I don't know how that would play out, but I know Muhammad Ali could move a lot better than Tyson Fury could. He he knew how to move it, obviously. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Boy had it for a reason. He could move. He could slip and move. He did the rope of dope many times. It would be a very interesting fight, and I think that one would go the distance. I don't see either one of them knocking each other out in their primes. But I do see a very amazing fight coming out of that. Same with Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis was 6'5. 
and he usually weighed in about 260-ish for most of his fights. Like, that's still a height advantage. That's a four-inch height advantage. That's huge for boxing, especially in the heavyweights. So I, I, that's what makes it so hard to debate this because just the sheer size of Tyson Fury alone is what makes this hard. A fighter who's 6'9", going up against, let's say, Mike Tyson, who's 5'10". You know how hard of a fight that is? Do I see Tyson winning that? I don't know. Does he have the power? Obviously. But so did Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder knocked him down twice. The second knockdown in the last or in the first fight, I thought he was done. It was in the last round. He knocked him down and he laid there for a good four or five seconds just looking up. And he got up and he continued the fight. And he pushed through, and I even think he was beating the hell out of uh, Deontay Wilder at the end of that fight after he got knocked down. Tyson Fury is something else. He is a whole different kind of athlete that I think people are not appreciating. And I think that's the main thing. We just don't appreciate what he's doing for the sport right now. He's just the sheer size of this man to be able to move the way he moves to have the athleticism that he does is truly once in a lifetime. Besides, I mean, who else? Muhammad Ali, he wasn't 6'9", though. He didn't have that size. He was big, but he wasn't as big as Tyson Fury, which might be why he moves a lot better than Tyson Fury, honestly. But he wasn't He wasn't as big as him. That I'm, I'm telling you, that's, that's the kicker for me. He is just so damn big i think it's hard for any boxer to actually go out there and beat this guy i i don't care who it is you can give me any name you want none of the heavyweights are as big as tyson fury only one that may be bigger would be deontay wilder but even then i'm pretty sure he was shorter too he was like two inches shorter or something so even then, that that's why I put him on one of the tops. The athleticism that he's got, just the names that he's, some of the names that he's fought. I mean, hell, he took out Klitschko. He took out Vladimir Klitschko and took the belts from him after I think Klitschko had like an 11-year reign. He finally got beat by Tyson Fury. Like, that's crazy. This guy deserves the props that you guys are not giving him. He deserves all the praise right now. And I'm sure most of you are like, oh, you're just a little fanboy. You need to look at his resume. He hasn't fought anybody. You want me to hurt your feelings for a minute? You know who else's resume we should look at? You guys want to call him the best of all time? Let's look at uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh, I know y'all didn't like me dropping that name on you. Dude, he was fighting tomato cans and beating the hell out of them every other week. And yeah, obviously it's impressive. What was it, 89 wins undefeated? Yeah, that's impressive. But when you're supposedly one of the greatest 
and you're fighting people like me every other weekend, yeah, your numbers are going to go up like crazy. Y'all want to sit here and shit on Tyson Fury for his resume. Why don't we talk about Julio Cesar Chavez's resume? Oh, y'all didn't like that, did you? I mean, that that's one of the arguments I've always had. He obviously showed that he can fight Julio Cesar Chavez. He is one of the greatest for a reason. 89 undefeated, that's a huge accomplishment. But against who is the problem? And they're saying the same with Canelo. They're saying the same with Triple G. Oh, these guys never fought anybody. How, how are they one of the great ones? How are they so dominant? They've never fought a big name. They don't fight big names. You can sit there and say that all you want, but until you look at the past and think of the same things that they've done, then we can talk about it. And see that, like I said, that's my biggest point right there. That's the first person I'm throwing out, Julio Cesar Chavez. That's the only person I need to throw out, just to make my point. And plus, some of y'all are saying, oh, he only has like four title defenses. So? What's that got to do with anything? He's still fighting the big names and knocking people out. I mean, you're, you want to talk about title defenses and how many titles he's got. Shit, let's look at uh, Bill Russell in basketball. He's got, what, 10 rings? And y'all ain't calling him the greatest of all time, right? I didn't think so. Y'all see Dan Marino. He's got, what, one ring? Y'all ain't, call, y'all ain't trying to call him the greatest of all time. Even though some of you are, some of you aren't. So we we can't go off of who's got the most wins, who's got the most names on their resume, who's got the best defenses. It's about their athleticism and what they're doing for the sport. And this dude, Tyson Fury, is bringing the sport to an all-time high where it should be. 94,000 people showed up in Wembley Stadium to watch this dude fight. And if you're watching the ring walks, oh my gosh, dude. Just the music that they had, the electricity of the whole heavyweight event when they were walking out was something else. And there's no way you're going to tell me that wasn't. I mean, that's definitely one of the best, not the best ring walks, but you know, it had some of the most excitement I've seen in quite some time. Only one that I can say is better is uh Canelo Alvarez because I was at the what fight was that him and Billy Joe Saunders in Dallas and man was that ring walk amazing so I can't even imagine 94,000 people screaming for Tyson Fury like that you don't see people saying that about uh Mike Tyson you don't see people saying that about uh Evander Holyfield about Joe Lewis. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I told you I'm gonna hit y'all with some controversy. Y'all ain't gonna like it. But I'm throwing stuff out there. Just trying to get y'all a little riled up. See if I can get someone to debate me about it. Acknowledge me a little bit or even knowledge me a little bit. Show me something. Because right now I'm I don't see anything that doesn't tell me that he should not be in the top. If you got something that you would like to throw in there, go for it. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter 100% and tell me what you think. I would love to know. Because 
right now my mind is he's top five. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Unless he gets unless for some reason he gets beat by the winner of Usyk and AJ. Then we could talk about the biggest hype job that he was. He wasn't all that great. Blah, blah, blah. Let's get on with it. But for now, at this moment, it's looking like he's definitely one of the top. And let's just say, if he fights the winner of Usyk and AJ, and he wins, what argument do you have to not give him top five? Hell, even possibly best of all time. I don't see any argument not to. He did exactly what he told everyone he was going to do. And he's proven y'all wrong. If he does it. If not, then like I said, we're going to sit here and argue about it for the next 50 years until someone else comes in and shows that they're the best of all time. But for right now, I definitely got him in the top five. There's no, like I said, there's, there's no change in my mind on it at the moment. You can't really tell me anything that'll make me think, oh, yeah, for sure. He, he's definitely top 15. He shouldn't be there. Like, there's, you give me a fighter that you think will beat him. I'll, I'll definitely sit here and listen to you about it, and we can definitely debate it. But at this moment, I don't think there's anyone that can beat him. No one. Like I said, the only three that I could see ever beating them in their prime, Muhammad Ali, Lennox Lewis, possibly even Mike Tyson. Everyone else, I don't think so. They're too slow. They don't have the movement that he has. They have the power, but they don't have the movement that he has. They can't do the things that he does. And that's, I'm telling you, that's why I think he's one of the tops. You can't deny this man. And if he goes for undisputed, you can never deny this man his rights to be where he's at. And that's just how I feel about it. Like I said, you got a problem with it? Debate me. Talk to me about it. Let's go. Text me. FaceTime me. Call me. Do whatever you want to do. Let's talk about it. Please. Please, I want to know. Please, someone, let me know. Please, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. And now, to close out this show, to finally finish off all my ranting and all my controversies that I'm talking about, uh, we're going to get into the fights that are going to happen next week. Or, God damn, I keep saying next week. Uh, we're going to talk about the Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano fight. That's going to be an amazing fight. If you're not watching it, you definitely should. Because I was hearing today that they're going to post that one. I believe they said it's going to start about 6.30, I think 6.30 Eastern, so probably about 7.30 Central. That's where I'm at. Uh, they're definitely going to put it on before the Oscar Valdez and uh, Shakur Stevenson fight, which is good because I really don't want to watch out for two screens again. So that's a good thing. Uh, but this fight is going to be truly amazing. I can't wait. It's a fight that the women's boxing 100% needs. It's uh, the number one and the number two fighters in the women's uh, boxing right now. Like, what more do you want? They're fighting in Madison Square Garden. What more do you want? This fight's going to be explosive. It's going to be exciting. 
history making. This fight's going to be something that if you miss it, you missed it. And you can't ever go back and tell people, oh, yeah, I remember. No, you don't. You didn't watch it. This fight's going to be amazing. You have to watch it. You have to be there to know. To know. <laughs> and this fight's going to be on the zone. So if you don't have the zone, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I kind of understand why you don't. But if you don't have it, you should try to get it. If not, <clears throat> do some illegal streaming. <clears throat> uh, don't do that. But, you know, try to find a way to watch this fight. It's going to be amazing. Uh, even on the undercard, they have uh, Jesse Vargas versus Liam Smith. That's going to be an ex exciting fight. I really think Jesse Vargas is going to gonna put Liam Smith out. I'm going to call it by the ninth round. I don't see that fight going all the way, but, you know, it is what it is. And then Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. I got, ooh, I got Amanda Serrano edging it out. Either a late, late, late TKO stoppage or she's going to take it on points. And I don't think it's going to be a very close fight or a very uh, wide fight. I think this one's going to be close. I think it's going to possibly even be a split decision win for Amanda Serrano. And I don't know. I don't even know how to, to try to make it. It's going to be such an amazing fight. You guys have to tune in. If you don't, then you can tune into my podcast next week. I'll be talking about it. We'll get through that. And the other fight for this weekend is Shakur Stevenson and Oscar Valdez. That is another fight that I just can't wait for. And like I said, I'm so glad. I don't like this dude so much, but I'm so glad Jake Paul was, ever to, was able to make it to where Amanda Serrano fights first and then Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson, Shakur Stevenson fight later. Because, like I said, why do we want to watch it on two different screens? I'm ready for it. I think I think the winner is going to be the best in the division, 100%. And I don't necessarily see anyone else coming up in the division after that to beat the winner of this fight. And in my opinion, I think or I believe that the winner is going to be Shakur Stevenson. I think he's going to take it by points. Um, I don't see him trying to get in too much of a firefight with uh, Oscar Valdez because we saw what happened to Miguel Burchell. I don't think he's. I don't think. I. I don't believe Oscar Valdez is going to take the fight to him as much as he should. And if he does, I think Stevenson's going to be able to move around, use the jab, use his defense to get out of the way, and I think he's going to go off of the points, and that's how he's going to beat him. I don't see Shakur knocking Oscar Valdez out. I can see Oscar Valdez knocking out Shakur Stevenson, but I don't think Stevenson has the power to knock out Oscar Valdez. But we will see. Who knows? It's going to be an amazing fight. You've got to watch it. It's going to be on ESPN, and I believe that they're planning to start that at 8 p.m. or uh, 8 p.m. at 10 p.m. Eastern, which would be 9 o'clock Central. So if you have the chance, watch it. We've got some big fights coming up this weekend. You should definitely watch them. It's going to be history-making. It's going to be something that boxing's really needed, something that women's boxing has needed for 
fucking years. And it's going to be something, it's going to be a sight to see. So tune in, watch that fight, watch those fights, and tune in on next Monday or Tuesday to hear what I got to say about that. Then the week after that, May 7th, man, that's next week. May 7th, we've got Canelo Alvarez versus Dimitri Baval. The fight I've been waiting for, the fight that I think is going to be I don't think it's going to be fight of the year, but I think they're going to put on one hell of a show. And I'm I'm excited. It's going to be amazing. Let's get to it. Uh, I would say I hope to see you there, but I'm not going to go. I seen the ticket prices and I said, hell no. I'll watch him from my TV screen. That's way better. And May 7th, we also have some UFC fights that I cannot wait for. Tyson Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. We got Nama Nunes versus Esparza, the rematch. And we got Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. So let's, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do that one again. I'm going to have to watch Canelo on UFC on two different screens. I hate doing it, but sometimes we got to do it. I can't wait for it, though. It's going to be another amazing, another amazing night of fights. And then. That next day, that Sunday is Mother's Day. So, you know, I got a whole, whole long weekend planned next week. We'll see what happens. We'll try to get to it. We'll try to do this podcast as quickly as we can, as best as we can for you, as I can for you. There's no one necessarily helping me, but I'll try to do the best I can for y'all. And in the next fights coming up, I hope we get some amazing fights. Hope we get what boxing deserves. Hope we get what the fans deserve. And that's just amazing fights. And that's all I care about. So if you got anything to say about it, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook. If you got my phone number, text me. If if you're a fighter and you want to do some interviews, hit me up. Like I said, hit me up on Twitter. uh, At Outside uh, Outside Corner PC. That's the Twitter at at outside corner pc hit me up uh, if you got me on facebook hit me up if you know a friend who knows a friend who knows me get in contact with me i'd love to start doing interviews getting some some younger fighters out here getting some newer fighters some fresh names some people that some fighters that people don't really know just yet some up-and-comers and eventually i'd like to start interviewing you know some of the big pros some of the big names so if you want to debate Definitely hit me up. I'm always up for a debate. I'm ready to talk about it. Ready to sit down and do what we got to do to get this stuff squared away. So that's it for me today. Like I said, if you got anything to talk about, definitely hit me up. My messages are always open. I'm always ready to talk about it. Let me know what you got to think about it. Let me know what we got to do about it. And let's just keep talking fights, man. Let's get this going. I love y'all. Thank you for the support. Hey, a matter of fact, I need to do a quick shout out to uh, some of the people that have been watching me or not watching me, but listening to everything I've got to say. Uh, the people there, I think there were some people out in Connecticut, out there in Chicago, Kansas City, Denver. I've seen some people from my home state, Kansas. I got a Kansas City, Hayes, Copeland, whoever's out in Copeland, a shout out. Uh, there's many people out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you guys can share my stuff. That'd be great. Help me keep pushing and doing the best that I can do out here. And let's just keep talking about fights, man. 
let's just keep fighting and i think one day we'll be all right thank you guys i love y'all peace out